Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. Today is Wednesday, December 15th. You guys, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. And uh, I'm excited today to have my friend, Pastor Phil Hopper, on the show with me for part two of our interview about the state of the nation. And we're going to touch a little bit on the book of Revelation today. How does COVID fit into this? What does it mean, this uh, this forced vaccination? Could it possibly be the mark of the beast? This is a fascinating conversation. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. I love to see uh, churches like Abundant Life, you know, recognizing, wow, the church has a very important role to play right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, and I, I think you, I think you do also, that if we can follow the Lord through this, and walk in obedience to him and actually take our place on the stage of, you know, the world stage or the county stage or whatever it is and say, you know, here I am, Lord, send me. What do you want? I think we're going to live to tell stories to our grandchildren, our great grandchildren about the things that God did yeah. uh, that we were able to watch happen. In spite of it all, I'm incredibly optimistic about the future, Heidi. Mm-hmm. Again, go mm-hmm. back to the early days of Christianity, 120 people filled with the spirit of God who were not afraid yep. to follow the son of God, whatever the cause, they changed the world. Mm-hmm. So all the diagnostics say, oh, the church is in trouble in America. No, I think the true church of the living God is just fine and going to be better than ever. The fact that the church may be smaller, it's going to be stronger. Okay, mm-hmm. for far too long, too many people in the church were flying the Jesus flag number three. Yeah, right? yeah. The days are coming. Jesus flag is number one. Are you going to fly the Jesus flag at all? The cost is going to be too high. And that's Mm -hmm. what's going on. I'm convinced right now coming out of COVID, um, seeing this, 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 this seismic shift culturally where the church and Christians in general are no longer mainstream. We've lost the home field advantage forever and ever. It'll feel like we're swimming upstream. Many are getting washed downstream. But I'm convinced the church has a moment that we've never, ever encountered in American history. And the advantage might be that we're no longer mainstream. See, I'm convinced why the church no longer is relevant is we're no longer different. What made Mm -hmm. the early church so relevant is that they were different. Yep. And when we quit being different, we quit being relevant. We've always, always counterculture. We've always been countercultural. And only when the church in the West assimilated culturally did we lose our power, the power to influence and change lives. So I think this could be our greatest moment, Heidi. Yeah, I do too. And uh, I'm thankful for for you for using your voice. I want to touch on something you've, you have taught on revelation mm-hmm. and a lot of my listeners have gone and cause that's still up. People can still oh, yeah, find sure. it. Correct. Yes. Uh, so living proof. Where can they find co. that? Yeah. Our website's livingproof.co or they can go to philhopper.org. And you've got a whole mm-hmm. series on revelation, oh, yeah. there, which is verse excellent. Verse. 
Yeah, it's just excellent. Mm -hmm. And so I'm getting a lot of questions. I also taught on Revelation. Last year, I did a three-month study uh, with the women at Moms for International called People Get Ready. Mm -hmm. And I have been, you know, as you have, a student of the word for a long time, fascinated by uh, prophecy and by the book of Revelation. And uh, a Moms for International member sent this to us the other day. And I thought, I'm I'm going to drop this in Mm -hmm. Phil's lap, see what he Mm -hmm. says. But there's a statue right now that has just been erected outside the UN building in New York. Uh, It's built like a leopard. So with feet uh, like the feet of a bear and the mouth like that of a lion, this sounds eerily familiar. Revelation 13, two says, and the beast, which I saw was like unto a leopard and his feet were as the feet of a bear and his mouth, the mouth of a lion and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. The statue is called the international guardian of peace and security. Remarkable. If that doesn't send, My if word. that doesn't send shockwaves up your back, you're not, you're not paying attention. First Thessalonians five, three, for when they will say peace and safety, sudden destruction will come upon them as a woman who is getting ready to bear a child and they will not escape. What say Mm. you about, about this? Well, first I say I am preaching verse by verse next year through the book of Daniel. Ooh, the precursor. Oh, Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. It is absolutely remarkable. It's almost unbelievable that the people leading the UN could be theologically sophisticated enough to come up with this on their own. I don't know whether they are or not. It is impossible to look the other way and go, oh, this is just purely coincidental. I would suggest it. It's maybe even providential. So when I look at it, I, you can certainly see the beast of revelation 13 in it. You can also see the first beast of Daniel chapter seven. Yep. Remarkably. And I don't think it's coincidental at all that the beast in Daniel chapter seven, that is said to be uh, a lion, like a lion, not a lion, but like a lion that looks a lot like this beast now in front of the UN. It is a representative of Babylon, Heidi. The Babylonian empire is represented in that first beast of Daniel chapter seven. And we know that the end times world system is likened to Babylon. In fact, in Revelation 18, God destroys that world system. Babylon the Great is fallen, is fallen. And, uh, and, and God destroys this world system in the end times known as Babylon. Babylon, of course, is an ancient city of the ancient world, a very wicked city of the ancient world. It's also in the Bible over and over again used as a metaphor for a universal world system that is anti-God, anti-Christ, mm-hmm. anti-anything that is holy. Well, it sounds a lot like where we're headed. Well, it at is a where we're speed headed right now. You yeah. know, you have the reemergence of uh, this Babylonian world system of Revelation 18. By then, it is a universal governing system. It is a global economy. It's a global community. It's a one-world political system, a one-world economic system. And the UN, this is not conspiracy theory. It's not being done in the dark. It's not being done in secrecy. The UN openly promotes their goal of the breakdown of national sovereignty into a one-world global system to unite the nations. It's in their name. In the last 18 months, you have national leaders that have openly stated the opportunity COVID has provided to accelerate their 2030 vision. 
which again is a Marxist world system, Heidi. You look in Revelation 13, you're talking about a Marxist world system of complete government control where they control the economies, they control people's individual livelihoods, they have the ability to control if you can buy, sell, or trade. I certainly don't believe, and I've said this publicly, that COVID-19 vaccination is the mark of the beast, and, and it's related to the mark of the beast. I don't believe that, but we can certainly see how these mandates have created psychologically the sociological pressure on people to comply who really don't want to mm -hmm. comply. If you live in San Francisco right now, you literally cannot participate in community or commerce unless you can prove COVID-19 vaccination. You can't walk into a restaurant and sit down to eat. This is Seattle. You can't. I didn't know that. You mm -hmm. can't walk into Seattle's a grocery store and buy groceries. And so you can begin to see how mm -hmm. the COVID-19 vaccination is paving the way from a sociological standpoint. People, people got to eat. They got to yeah, buy the groceries. Groundwork's being the laid. groundwork is yeah. there. It's being laid there, um, certainly mm -hmm. from a societal and sociological framework, the enormous pressure that people will face in the days ahead to conform. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what you see by the time you get to Revelation 13, a one world system where you have no choice. Now, as you know, I'm very pre-tribulational in my view of the rapture. Mm -hmm. uh, and while I do not believe the church goes through the tribulation where we will be here to see the Revelation 13 scenario, the Bible doesn't tell us that we will be free from any persecution or that we'll be free from any tribulation, or that we will be free from going through cataclysm or another Great Depression. We don't know. Uh, I, I think that we all need to prepare uh, to live as the early Christians lived. Jesus said, in the latter days, you'll be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Mm. And we need to be prepared to suffer whatever cost for Christ. Because even if we're not in the tribulation, I really don't believe we are. It doesn't mean we won't go through a lot of our own tribulation. Because mm -hmm. we're well, watching. It seems like the this. Lord is calling a lot of people home right now, too. I mean, certainly mm -hmm. more than I have ever experienced in my lifetime. Yeah, and uh, and the number of letters that come into the podcast and uh, the suffering and the division that, that uh, COVID has caused uh, in families and in communities. Well, so I think. It it's yeah that has been devastating last last two years I think just um, very very difficult yeah. and it seems like that's ramping up not ramp it's not it's they're not turning the heat down they're turning it up yeah I agree totally with that idea I think the worst thing COVID has done a lot of people don't see and don't talk about is so the division and divisiveness in the body of Christ it's exactly mm -hmm. what the devil would want as an outcome from mm -hmm. COVID is not just the destruction of lives in terms of uh, medically and, and financially that mm -hmm. people have suffered, but um, the division within families and churches, mm -hmm. et cetera. So I think as, as Christians, Jesus put it this way, behold, I send you out as, as sheep among wolves, therefore be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. We need to have wisdom. We need to know when to go to war and when to when when to you know, when to just stand our ground, 
and uh, when to advance and, uh, and, and just be wise about what we fight for and how we go about it. You know, Jesus said, be wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove. Um, Paul said, let your speech always be of the grace seasoned with salt. We are the salt of the earth, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5. And I'm convinced the salt has to do with what we say, how we use our lips, and the light has to do with our love that we show. You're the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth. So we need to be um, using our voice, and that's the salt, but, Jesus, but, but Paul said do it with grace. So let your speech always be the grace. So the goal is not to win an argument. It's to win a heart. We don't win any hearts when we yell louder than the opposition. So it's mm -hmm. not just what we say, it's how we say it. And in the end, I think what won the ancient world, Heidi, was a love that the ancient world had never seen and never known. You know, the pagans worshipped their gods out of fear to appease their gods, but they wouldn't give their life for their gods. Their gods hadn't given their life for them. But the ancient mm -hmm. Christians were willing to give their life for the one they worshipped. Because the one they worshipped had given his life for them. And the pagans were mystified by this. Tertullian said, the blood of the martyrs was the seed of the church. In other words, the more Christians were willing to die for their faith, the more pagans were coming to faith in Christ. This is a God worthy of their life. And right now, that's what God is doing in the body of Christ. There's a sifting going on. There's the wheat and mm -hmm. the tares being separated. Mm -hmm. And the real church is emerging. And the real redeemed of God is standing up. Mm. And uh, the, the thing about COVID is there have been people that have just faded away mm -hmm. and uh, just gone off the radar, no mm. longer following Jesus. And there have been others that emerged out of nowhere and yeah. said, I need God. I need Jesus in my life like never before. That's what I see happening. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing it, we're seeing it here. And I think that one of the, uh, as you and I have discussed before, one of the best outcomes of this is parents taking a front row seat in the education of their own Better children. Again, it. we've had an opportunity now to have the, the curtain pulled back on what's happening. Our schools are Marxist indoctrination centers. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think parents are seeing that parents are waking up and as a result, families will be stronger and they'll be healed. And we continue to pray, you know, Lord, you know, draw, do what your word says and draw the hearts of the fathers back to their mm -hmm. children. Praise be to and God. we're seeing that. Yeah, we're seeing it. So we have a lot to be thankful for. That's right. Uh, and I know that you see it there. Uh, in Missouri, as I do in Washington state, I keep hearing people say, I mean, you guys came to visit uh, us right really at the beginning yeah wasn't it more toward the beginning of yeah, covid and we was. were just so shocked out on a ferry in the san juan islands and people are wearing masks mm -hmm. you know <laughs> and i thought surely this will be over mm -hmm. oh no it's not over no, it's not. and here we are you know we're we're uh we've discovered what a powerful motivator fear is mm -hmm. and i think love is more powerful than fear it is and we have an opportunity right now to be the hands and feet uh, of the Lord Jesus. And you, you rightly said uh, at the very beginning of the interview today that Christians belong in every sphere of influence. We belong in politics. We belong in entertainment. We belong in medicine. We belong in education. God has put us here to be salt and light. And he didn't say every place, but that place. Right. He uh, said, yeah, everywhere. I, I think for, for too long, we have, we've, we've studied the playbook and not run the play. You know, we're mm. big into our Bible studies, Heidi. 
churches like ours, mm-hmm. especially, we love our Bible studies, deep theology, but too many times it's like, it's like the football team that would study the playbook, memorize the playbook. Well, we can quote scripture, but then we don't go run the play. Mm. And this is what has happened. We have abdicated our God-given calling in society. And the church is more than Sundays. The church is more than a stained glass and steeple. The church is people. You take the church with you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. And that means the influence of the salt of God's word should go with us wherever we go. So mm-hmm. uh, I see um, a deeply motivated, energized body of Christ more than I've ever witnessed in 21 years of ministry. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited mm-hmm. about the future. The days ahead of us are going to be hard. Mm-hmm. We're going to be misunderstood, misinterpreted, misquoted, often hated. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, we're going to see, I think, things that we have never witnessed in modern American Christianity, a move of God, a genuine move of God, a biblical proportions that might even take us back to the early days of Christianity. Mm. So stay encouraged, Heidi. You're helping Mm. lead the charge. Thank you, my Mm -hmm. friend. Well, you as well. And uh, I know you guys are doing amazing things. You have uh, satellite churches now that have really been birthed in the middle of uh, COVID. Yeah. It's been an amazing, beautiful thing in in the middle of a pandemic of all things of all time. So we've launched uh, a campus in Blue Springs suburb here in Kansas City, Independence Mm -hmm. suburb of Kansas City. We're going to the crossroads of Kansas City next year, which is downtown Kansas City. We're taking Hello, the gospel. bring it. We, we are. The gospel <laughs> doesn't run from the darkness. It runs to the no, darkness, Heidi. to the darkness. Yep, and, that's right. Uh, so we're taking uh, Jesus to the least reached part of our city, Kansas City Metro, to the least reached generation, millennial generation, Gen Zs, the youngest among mm. us, mm. that have been raised in a radically different culture and worldview yes. than the one we yeah. grew up in. Yeah. And guess what? We're seeing young adults coming to Jesus and they are some of those passionate people right now in some ways the the younger generations leading the older generation and that's a uh, that's what we're seeing at least in our part of the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's exciting it is exciting praise be to God and our online campus Heidi we have people joining uh, this what we're calling this church house movement and this happened this was just born in COVID people found us during COVID just started listening started watching Well, the simple reality is we're shopping online. We're getting education online. Church leaders need to redefine the when in church life. It used Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. how many behinds did you have in your auditorium on Sunday mornings? Mm -hmm. Well, if the church is not a building, then I think it ought to win. If people are worshiping in community Mm -hmm. in their living rooms on a Sunday morning, not mm-hmm. sitting in isolation in their pajamas because they didn't want to go to church that day. They're just going to watch right, it. Right, right. There's a difference, and I think it's imp- there's, there's an, a that's difference. an important Absolutely. distinction. There's yeah, a we're, distinction we're, you're not saying hey, oh no, you're not saying Mm-mm. forsake the gathering, Mm-mm. right? No, we're saying the gathering can happen wherever you are now, whether it's mm-hmm. in a barn in Cedar Falls, Iowa, or a uh, banquet room in Mexico, Missouri. We're a living room in Columbia, Tennessee. These are where we already have people meeting with other believers. They're not alone. They're not Mm -hmm. isolated. They're in Mm -hmm. community. They're worshiping with other families uh, in a smaller gathering. And and in some ways, this is 
early Christianity. This is it, the way forward. This yeah, is how yeah, they were able to change. To the book of they Acts. were changing the world. And it wasn't just by building buildings. And it's not that, you know, we're putting a lot of money into this crossroads campus to renovate a 1940s warehouse into a church house. But think how and much, this is in downtown. This is in downtown KC. Downtown. Mm-hmm. Okay. But think about how much further faster the church can go if you're not trying to build buildings everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. If every house is a church house and our bodies are the mm-hmm. temple of the Holy Spirit, then that means we take mm-hmm. the church with us wherever we are. Amen. Yeah. Mm. That's so good. It's exciting. Mm-hmm. This is an exciting time to be a Christian. Yes, it is. And uh, and it's it's thrilling for me to watch what God's doing there in the in Lee's Summit through your faithfulness and through the, you guys have some of the most wonderful people there on staff. And uh, we are so blessed. I'm looking for it. I'm coming out there. Yes, you are. In May. Coming in Mother's Mm -hmm. Day to speak at Abundant Life. We're super excited for you to come speak on Mother's Day, Heidi. Well, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I don't know a very about very many things, but I know a few things about motherhood. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't think of anyone I'd rather speak on motherhood than Heidi St. John. Well, I'm excited, my friend. Thank you so much uh, for for being here with me today. Where can people find you again online? Always a joy, Heidi, to be with you. Uh, livingproof.co is our church website, and philhopper.org. Uh, they can find me there too. All right. Yeah. And Follow all me the, the messages are there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you guys are, uh, your church streams live because I watch it we, oftentimes we, while we I'm getting ready live. to go to my own church. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can follow, yeah. they can follow me on Facebook or Instagram as well. Yeah, just get ready to have your you're 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 good at uh, dancing. You 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 step on toes a little bit, and then you kind of apply some back teen, and then you kind of massage it a little bit. Jesus I was full of truth many and times. grace, Heidi. He was. It's not one or the other. It's both ends. That's right. That's right. Well, my friend, God bless you. Uh, please give Krista a hug for me. And if I don't see you before Mother's mm-hmm. Day, I'm very much looking forward to it. We are too. Love you much. Love you guys too. God bless. If you guys want more information on the ministry of Phil Hopper and Abundant Life Church, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast and scroll down to the show notes. I will link back. Phil also has a couple of books in print, and I will link back to those as well in the show notes today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Love your families well today, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.